What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Wellness, presented by South Florida Wellness Network. Uh, my name is Christian. And it's your boy, Mike's. How we doing? And it looks uh, very different today. <laughs> uh, last week, we had an episode with Kayla and me to end off the new year, uh, I guess the old year, I guess. And now for the first episode, Kayla's on, a, on vacation. So it's just Mike's and I going to talk about uh, guy stuff, you know, because yep. today the guys are taking over and we're talking about gaming. Yes. Abso-freaking-lutely. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Kayla, you know, she's not very much into gaming. Not that she's a gamer. I don't think that she's a gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't, I don't, I don't know if Kayla has played too many games, but um, she doesn't seem like maybe, the type. Maybe Cooper has forced her to play yeah, a couple Cooper, games. Cooper gives me the vibes. Cooper's definitely a gamer. Cooper so games, for he sure. can tune into this episode for yeah. sure. He would have been a great person having this. No, nah, yeah, definitely. But we got a nice little art piece to fill in for you, yeah. Kayla. Don't worry. Yeah, but Kayla, we do miss you and we hope you're having tons of fun on your trip and we can't wait to have you back. Yes. But let's go ahead and dive deep into today's topic let's wellness in gaming, you know, the positive impacts, the negative impacts, you know, what, what how did gaming affect us growing up? You know, because we're both gamers. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the episode, we were digging into. How video games affected us growing up. Um, for me specifically, I've been playing games since I was like eight, nine, ten, something like that. Seriously, I'll never forget that first Christmas when my parents bought me my very first PlayStation Three, and I was freaking out, man. I could not believe it. I have the PlayStation Three. They the uh, they bought me the WWE game back then, playing it for hours. It was like three a.m. And and back then on PS3, the, the when you put in the disc, you have to wait like an hour and a half before oh the my game God, actually yeah. logs on. Wait for that magical all... sound, that boom. Yeah, dude, because it, it takes time to update, to set the game, whatever. And at 3 a.m. Christmas morning, I would wait like that. Dozing off and oh, <laughs> waiting yeah. for that game to log on, mm-hmm. only to finally log on, play for like half an hour because I would sleep. I would fall asleep because mm-hmm. it was too late. Um, but those were the days, man. I, I grew up with all those games. I grew up with a lot of ba- uh, sports game, basketball, uh, football games, soccer games. I grew up with Call of Duty. I grew up with Uncharted, you know, on the PlayStation, one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, to this day, I still game. I'm, I'm currently hooked on Spider-Man, as you can see. Gotcha. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. I've been playing that sucker for a while now. It's so fun. Puerto Rican Spider-Man, how could I not, you know? <laughs> and it's so cool because the game, they actually add a whole bunch of Puerto Rican culture Interesting. into it. I didn't even know he was Puerto Rican Yeah, he all. is. He's half. He's half black, half, black, half Puerto ah. Rican. Um, dad is black, mom is Puerto Rican. And there's a scene in the game, I kid you not, where your character, your Miles, he wakes up and you're walking through the house and it's like Christmas Eve dinner. But they have like a traditional Puerto Rican food mm. in the kitchen, like pasteles, arroz con gandule. Like I have all this stuff, and I'm like, oh my god! They have cookies all over the house. They That's have, what a lot of games are doing nowadays. The details, they're it's getting, crazy. They're, yeah. they're getting very detailed, which is fun for us. Oh no, yeah, super. Not only do we feel represented, but we also get to learn other cultures because other games are following suit, and, when, and they're they're representing their cultures and stuff. But I definitely want to hear from you. What were some of the games that you grew up playing, dude? I mean, when it like you say, I grew up on games, like legit, especially when it comes to my family. Like, that was a lot of how we bonded. Okay. Um, we're a lot of, our, especially with my brothers, we're all very different. But one thing we've all kind of gravitated towards, and every Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, we'll game, you know, we'll play mm-hmm. Call of Duty together or whatever it is. Over the years, it's been so many different games from GTA, Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot, Street Fighter. Damn, Crash Bandicoot. You know, there's so many different games that we've played. And it's funny because my evolution of gaming was more so watching them game. 
um, because I was the younger brother. I'm like a generation before them, like 10 years or so, a little bit um, younger. So um, I was always just watching them. I wasn't really playing, mm. but it was fun for me. Like, I loved watching them play Crash Bandicoot and beat levels and like GTA and get to the next level. And I was like four watching inappropriate GTA stuff. But yeah. it was it was awesome to watch. And then like, that's how I grew up. And I remember when I got my first, I would like, my brother would go to work. And whenever he wouldn't uh, be working, I'd be using his PlayStation 3. That's when I was young. And then I remember when I finally got mine, and, dude, like, the world changed. Like, yeah. I was, like, uh, one of those kids that, as soon as they got home from school, gamed until 3 in the morning, like, 10 hours a day. And uh, it's funny, because I started a YouTube back then. Um, I was, like, a professional quickscoper from whatever that was, because it, it was professional for what it was, like, there were pro quickscopers and stuff like that, um, but at the end of the day, it was like it was still video games. So pros weren't really a thing how they are now. Like there's pro gamers, yeah, there's... making pro contracts with pro money. Yeah. So back then, dude, I had twenty thousand subscribers on YouTube. That's what's up. I know I had a ton of subscribers. I was sponsored by Machinima, so yeah. So I used That's to get crazy. I used to get free controllers and free games back in the day because I was really good. I was a little crackhead. Or, I don't, uh, sorry, so sorry if that offended me. That means uh, in gaming world, that means like people that try really hard, like someone that's like, oh yeah, you're usually super, super, yeah. super try hard. Um, so that's what I was. I was like that since I was born, uh, and I I was doing well, but I didn't really think too much into it because gaming wasn't that explosive at the time. Like money wasn't being made like that, so I didn't really think too much into the YouTube. Back in my mind, I'm like, but it, it, uh, I was killing it on YouTube at that time, which is that's funny. Awesome, and uh, but. High school came around, and I was like, you know, I can't keep playing games. I got to start seeing some girls. I got to, you know, start yeah. doing my thing. I stopped playing games a lot. I hopped off the YouTube, and I kind of lost my channel and all that stuff. It's kind of mm -hmm. funny how that worked. Mm -hmm. But, dude, I've completely grown up on games. My life is around games. Like, any relationship I've ever gotten to with a girlfriend, like, she needs to understand that, like, I play video games, and it's always going to be part of my life, whether you yeah. think I need to grow up or whatever or not. Like, I've had, you know, relationships with girls and I'll be like, hey, like, I love you. We're going to text probably the next five hours about nothing and saying hi, hey, hello. I'm going to be gaming. Just call me if you need to say anything. Yeah. That's it. And, like, those are the type of people, like, I need in my life that are just, like, I could just tell them straight up what I need. But at the same time, if they're like, yo, let's go hang out, I'd, I'll go do that. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not the type of person to just text and, like have fluffer conversation when I'm trying to, like, when I want a game or do something that yeah, I Yeah, like for sure. Do. But that could also be a negative, you know? I could also, That could be a negative, right? Because you know, it could, it could we'll be a barrier. Yeah, we'll dive into that. It could mm -hmm. be a barrier to conversation, exactly. right? To communication. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I think I've been really blessed in having a fiance that also games. Um, she plays Sims. She she likes to... One of our recent hobbies is that she there's these games on the... She has an Xbox. Because I have both a PlayStation and an Xbox. I had the Xbox first for mm -hmm. a while. And uh, I was able uh, to be... To be uh, what are you, team PlayStation or Xbox? I th It's a weird thing for me because I grew up on PlayStation, but then I started gaming on the Xbox, and I noticed that it's also very fun. There's a lot of games. Their deals are way better than PlayStation deals, in my opinion. For example, they have that really cool Game Pass, which is like $16, $17 I have a, a, I have a PC, so I play on Game Pass as well. Oh, there you go. Because it's like through Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
um, is really great because you can play all these games literally essentially for that amount of money a month. And yeah. it's not bad at all. Meanwhile, PlayStation has a similar thing, but it's like $60 a year or something like that. So it's like... And it's not even really like they offer any games in there. And that's the they thing. offer the free games. They're, like, exactly. They're, like they're, games. they're only now like really adding those fun games to compete with, with Game Pass. So this is a little bit of a toss-up. I think I'm both. Because I loved the PlayStation 3. It never failed me. It was always a very positive experience. But when I got the Xbox One, back when it was like 150 bucks um, at a bond shop, actually, um, I, I loved it. It yeah. was like my little it was like my little thing. It was one of the first things I bought with my very, very first paychecks. So it was like my, my own thing. Um, and then, obviously, now I've been very blessed and very... Um, oh, yeah, sure, blessed that I've been able to buy now the PS5 and I can play these... Much like extensive, like better graphic games and stuff like that. But teams, uh, I'll say team PlayStation because, but because only because uh, they were Xbox were the first ones to be like, now nah, if you want to play with your friends online, you gotta you gotta charge, we gotta charge you. I mean, well, PlayStation was like free, and gotcha. I was and I grew up playing Call of Duty with my friends in middle school, um, literally almost every single night. Mm -hmm. um, I would play Call of Duty with my neighbors too. Um, at night at midnight on Friday um, playing Call of Duty Zombies and I was able to to build some really great friendships through that yeah. through PlayStation so uh, for that you know for that positive experience that the PlayStation gave me I'll go with PlayStation yeah no I agree I mean I I've I started um <coughs> on PlayStation 3 and then I switched to 360 Xbox 360 and that was probably one of my face favorite systems of all time that was just like the glory days of gaming. That's back when I was super hard on Call of Duty. Um, between PlayStation and that was when I was in the YouTube phase. But um, Halo, Gears of War, there were so many games that came out at that time, and I was just like, oh, this is yeah. prime I prefer gaming, the bumper dude. on the Xbox. Yeah, I'll that. the controller was a lot more ergonomic to my hand. I'm like, It's a lot it, bigger, too. It was it a was lot better nice. for my hand. But you know what's funny? I'm so used to PlayStation, I can't switch anymore. I Like, if I go to Xbox, it's impossible for me to do it now. Yeah. But, like, the PlayStation community, like you said, like, all, like, I guess it's the hype around it. Like, I guess your friends would buy it. So, me too. Like, you'd have more friends on PlayStation and PlayStation chat and stuff like that and party. So, that's definitely, like, more of the culture I grew up in. Yeah. But I my first system was probably uh, uh, 64. Nintendo 64 playing Smash Brothers. Yeah, that was definitely my first game. That's ever. true. Well, my, I, before the PlayStation 3, I I used to game a lot on on. My dad had a Game Boy, uh, and the, the if, for those who don't know, it was like a, it's a Nintendo that's like a square, and yep. it's like you you flip it open, you flip it closed. It's I like had a, one of those too. Like oh, that's the DS. Phone. That's the DS. No, no, no. The the uh, the Game Boy. Oh, he itself, had the first one. Yeah, uh, where it's like a square, it's like that big, and then you flip it open, yeah. and then they bought me the DSi. Yeah. I think it was yeah. at the time when it came out, and I would play with my friends. But part of the reason why I game so much uh, growing up wasn't necessarily because I like playing games by myself, but because I was able to play games with my friends on the DSi. I, I when we, we would bring them to school, and after school, we I had to wait a while until my parents come to pick me up. So we would play the DSi, and we would connect. It was really, really fun. We would play Mario. Um, um, I forgot what I Mario was. I would do the was. same thing. That's funny. I remember my. I went to Deerfield Middle, and I actually had mine stolen like out of my hands Dang. at the bus spot. But it's funny because my cousin went to school with me at the time, and he was like a big. He was like a big Mexican vatos local. It was big. Deerfield's big gang. It's like uh, Haitian gangs, Mexican gangs, Brazilian gangs, and my bro my cousin. Fortunately, he was like a big gang member. Fortunately, unfortunately, and he literally was like. Who took it? Found the guy. Went 
I went with him. We walked up to the guy, grabbed the DS out of his hand, put it back in my hand. He said, don't ever touch him, his stuff again or we're going to have a problem. Walked away. Dang. Craziest thing ever. Sixth grade. It was sixth <laughs> grade. Like, and it was like a mafia scene. I'm like, dang. <laughs> the original but Godfather. I'll never forget that. Every time I think of my DS, I'm like, bro, I remember that situation. So like, yeah. hey, man, everybody's trying to get their hands on those games, dude. Like, Yeah, dude, especially back then, man. I remember those, those were a hot ticket item. The, the PSP, too, and the PSP came out, the PlayStation one. I had one. the PSP, PlayStation yeah, Portable. Man. That would, thing was oh, so much fun, dude. So I'd put fun. like FIFA and MOB in the locker room. Uh-huh, oh, my God. Uh-huh. And it had that little. Little, little like yeah the analog thing. analog thing which i thought it was, was so, so much sick fun. dude it was so it was like before it's time yeah so before it's time like i feel like even if that came out now people would like use it yeah it's I, so sick i, I if, if it came out today I would that's what i'm it. saying like Man, dude, i love that yeah, thing. thing was sick like dude it's literally like perfect little good game in your hand i'll never forget my 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 dad had one too and uh, we would constantly be switching games. Like, whatever game I would get for myself, he would switch it out. And, uh, uh, but let me play that one. Oh, here you go. I'll borrow this one. Yeah, because those little discs were still, like, 60 bucks. They, they didn't lower the price. Oh, maybe, I think they were, like, 49 Maybe, actually. but, like, but it not was, like, very little. And then it was cool because they would also release movies on it. So literally, the like, I, the yeah. little Blu-rays, I would put it on the PSP, and I would watch movies wherever I go. It was awesome. That's man. what I'm saying. That thing was, like, insane. It was for what it was, dude. It was time. cheap. It was like 150 bucks. Something like that, yeah. I mean, so I guess. I think cheap for those yeah, who can, of Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, so, of course. I'm glad that we're talking about this because uh, uh, for those who, who are watching, you're probably, you know, identifying with a lot of what we're saying. You're like, oh, my gosh, I remember those games. Um, but we really want to hone in on the wellness aspect. Of yeah, that, right? absolutely. Because um, gaming can affect our wellness greatly. You know, it can be uh, positive, but it can also be a negative, you know, and I'm a very positive person. So I think we should definitely talk about the negatives first, you know, so we can kind of get it out of the way. And then we can dive into more of the positives, because believe it or not, gaming can have positive effects for anybody's wellness. You know, Um, the key here, the key phrase that we need to keep coming back to is moderation. Balance. And everything that we do, there must be balance and moderation. Right. Um, Whether if we're a person who is very a workaholic, you know, and you love to work and working fills you with energy. Mom, um, (laughs) there you go. It's important to do it with balance. Right. To uh, to do it in moderation, because too much of it can be bad and too little of it can also be bad. Right. So making sure that in everything that we talk about, we always need to have some sort of moderation. So yeah, absolutely, I want us to dig in a little bit into those negative impacts, and I I was I love I love when Kayla pulls out a, a the little articles yeah. and whatever. So I kind of found this one that had some very interesting things to say about the the negative impacts of gaming. Um, this is from Harvard Health: uh, the health effects of too much gaming. Um, I'll only read a snippet of it because mm-hmm. we're going to dig into into some of the things they talked about. I wrote them down. It's easier that way. Gotcha. Uh, it says here, more than two-thirds of Americans play video games, also known as gaming. While gaming can be a fun distraction or a hobby uh, and is even becoming a competitive sport for many college campuses, there are health risks that come from too much gaming. What are these harms and what can be done about them? Is there anything good about gaming? And then it dives into some of the positives. But here's some of the negatives that they were kind of talking about that I think it'd be fun to for us to kind of converse a bit about. Yeah, absolutely. So the main, the first thing that I, I read in that article, addiction, it's a very big problem in the gaming community. Uh, I'll be the first to say that I've even been affected by it a little bit. I have MBA, and um, one of the things about MBA is that 
they kind of uh, make it in a way where, for, for those who are not familiar with what NBA 2K is, it's a basketball game, and you can create your player. You can create a little player, and it starts at a really low level, and you constantly have to be working on it <laughs> to improve your player. Yeah. Right, so it can be a better player because if not, you'll be missing shots. It starts you off so sad. They it's like, man, this horrible. guy sucks. Yeah, yep. they start you on a horrible level. You yep. miss every shot. Yep. You can't do squat in Wide the game. Wide open shots, five feet, just yeah. missing brick, missing brick, 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 brick. Getting block seals. Right, is horrible. But they do this on purpose to create an incentive to to buy. Why? Because you can buy tokens. You can buy coins called VC, virtual currency where you can put on your player to quickly grow. And it can be anywhere from $1.99 to $100 that you can spend on this player trying to improve them. And here's the thing. You would think that with 100 bucks you can get your player to, a great, to the top level. No, it's not always like that because every year it gets a little more expensive and a little it requires a little more time and a little more money because they want you to play the game for longer. So here's the problem with that. It can create a negative incentive, like it sometimes does for me, where you're constantly buying coins because you're tired of losing or you're tired of your of your player being bad, yeah. right? And it can create a very addictive environment because you're spending money that you don't necessarily need to spend. All you yep. got to do is work hard and play the game and blah blah yep. blah blah. blah. And FIFA is like, the same way. FIFA's exactly and, the and, same and way. And you know what's the you know what's even worse sometimes is the alternative. What's the alternative? Play all day, every day. Treat it like it's a job, mm -hmm. and you'll maybe be able to bump your character up. Yeah, and know? and with the character packs, because in in FIFA you can buy when you FIFA uh, has created the ability where you can create your own team. Not only can you play as your own player, but you can play with you can create your the own, own team, team yeah. right? Ultimate mm -hmm. team, and people spend a lot of their money, yep. hard earned money buying these packs hoping and praying that they get a good player for their ultimate team yep. but it ends up not not always getting great teams yep. uh, you know you're expecting to get a, a player rated at a 90 percent and you get a player rated at a 75 percent yep. and it's like a whole thing right it creates that incentive to buy 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 yep. which you know obviously if you're looking in a positive perspective it can boost the economy and whatever but if you're really thinking about it, it's harder money that's like going into a game that you already purchased for 60 70 40 50 dollars yeah. you know yeah. and it almost turns gaming into like this form of like gambling it's like a exactly. ser like it's and people are buying these things these packs these i mean especially with the pack stuff that when you're like buying stuff and hoping to get something that's literally gambling yeah um it's just you're 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 trying to get you're spending all this money just to get that serotonin boost. Yeah, in. and and what upsets me the most is that it's impacting uh, children today. Oh, 100%. Because now Fortnite and Roblox have learned, which are games popular in children, you know, and younger ages, right? It's well known that younger people, I'm talking about kids to teenagers, are playing Roblox and Fortnite. And now they've created these incentives like, oh, you buy Robux, yeah, you buy V-Bucks. microtransactions. Right, micro I mean, look at, look at all the phone apps. Look at Temple Run. Look at phone Candy Crush. Look at Clash of Titans. Thing. I remember when uh, my sister, Nevaeh, when she was a baby, when Temple Run came out, she was playing Temple Run, and she was a baby, so she didn't know what she was doing. She was like two or three. She bought like two or $300 worth of uh, Temple Run things. Yeah, my brother has done the same thing. you know? And I'm sure there's... I'm alien people that have done that, yeah. you know, or kids that have done that, you know, and it's just it's a, a consequence of kind of how gaming where it is going now. It's like 
it's pay to win or pay to skin or pay to be different or yeah, pay to have style. Before it was grind. Yeah. You know, grind, get, get 200 kills, headshots, and you got this camo yeah, that everybody wants. Yep. Now it's, you know, you got to go, you got to go grind, but you could also have the alternative of paying 20 bucks and you get the same skin. You know? Yeah. So. And it's different because, you know, you say, we say skin for those who don't know, skin is the the attire of your character. Yeah. For example, the colorway. Yeah. yeah in the, in the Spider-Man games, you know, the skins are the multiple different suits that Spider-Man has. Yep. And um, one of the things I love about the game is that you can't pay for those suits. You actually have, have to, to play the them. game. You have to earn them. You have to complete the missions, which it kind of brings back the beauty of gaming. That's gaming. The that's love what of gaming, gaming should yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a very big problem. Uh, another thing they were talking about was the problem with uh, uh, poor sleep. It can really affect sleep schedules. I'm again. I'll be the first to say when I was growing up, I would play two, three, four a.m. with my friends. Literally, I'll never forget those days when we were playing games and I was literally falling asleep. My head would lean Bro. back as I was playing these games, yeah. and my friends were, "Christian, are you awake? Christian, Christian, hey, I'm are not you even awake?" Lie. That's why I woke <laughs> up. That's why I had to do a d little double nap today because I stayed up a little late playing. Um, but like my nephew is. Literally in that gaming phase, he's right at that age. He's like fourteen, I think, and he's gaming like and he's always gamed. But now he's just like prime gaming. He's like uh, this last week, he went to bed at like three, and then four the next day, and then last night, um, the yesterday two nights before it was like five, and then last night I wake up this morning at like nine, and he's still playing. I'm like, did you wake up earlier? Are you still playing? He's like. Ah, uh, nah, I'm playing. Yeah, especially Christmas break. He's like, I'm just gonna. He's like, I'm gonna just stay up and try to reset my schedule. And it's crazy. Like, people will literally get so distracted and lost with gaming because of that serotonin, that like, that quick and like uh, boost of just happiness that it gives you. Yeah. That you you will sit there for 15 to 20 hours without Easy. even realizing, and Easy. you won't even eat. You know, you won't eat, you won't sleep, you won't drink water. So, and that's a, that's another negative. So, like, a lot of people could think, like, oh, maybe you go overweight. That's not even necessarily the thing sometimes with gaming. Like, gaming, you could be super skinny. You could be overweight. You could have lack of eating. There's so many different um, eating disorders within um, gaming because of that, because of the distraction and because of the um, not being able to pull away. So, like, I found myself, I remember when I was, like, 15, 16, 17, it was really hard for me to, um, you know, f my mom's never really been the type to, like, I'm home, I'm cooking for everybody. So it's just like, we're a bunch of kids, fend for yourself, make some food, get some ramen noodle packs, do whatever you got to do to survive. And there was a point where I was gaming really hard, and I wouldn't take any breaks at all to eat. And then my stomach would get super, um, what's that word, like, uh, acidic. From not eating, oh, and I would just yeah. throw up. Yeah, there was a like a three four or month eating itself. Yeah, exactly. There was a three four month phase of me doing that. I had to go to the hospital and everything, and um, it was literally all because I was just not making the time to eat, and yeah. because I was so distracted with gaming. Yeah, and you know, it, they uh, I couldn't find this on the article, but another problem in that is also you're missing out on outside. Oh, 100%. Right? And it, again, it's a, it's a thing about staying inside, right? Addiction, I get it. But I think it's a very specific problem that needs deserves mention because part of the things that I struggled a lot growing up was whenever I was gaming, I wouldn't necessarily take the time to go outside, you know, and get a breath of fresh air, yeah. hang out with a friend. Um, there were times, especially growing up, where I was gaming and friends would call me like, hey, Chris, you want to come hang out? We're outside your house. And they're like, nah, man, I'm okay. I don't feel well. 
I was enlightening. Yeah. I was just playing games, you know. Um, to I, I've I have today a different perspective on it, right? Because now gaming is not such a again when you grow up and you become an adult, you get new responsibilities. Gaming kind of loses its its impact in your life right now. I don't game as much mm. as I want to, but I in the meantime while i don't game i actually go outside i work i talk with people i take the time to to hang out and stuff like that you know so it can be a very negative thing and mm -hmm. the last thing uh which i believe is one of the biggest thing especially if you're a gamer you know exactly where where this could be affected uh anger and rage oh yeah i mean i mean that goes hand in hand especially if you come from like call of duty and certain fps like shooter mm -hmm. backgrounds I mean, it's going to be a whole lot different if you're playing story and campaign type gameplays and stuff yeah. like that growing up. You're going to have a lot different of a perspective yeah. on gaming. But if you grow up playing Call of Duty, anything that's PvP, player versus yeah, a player, player, versus player, you're going to have like a perspective of like toxicity or Always. trolling and, or and something. Yeah. And you know what? It, the companies play into that. They know that people are like, that. oh, so they create these maps and they keep, you know, kind of condoning it. I don't um, necessarily always see the bad in that always, though, either, because it kind of, you know, it builds a little bit of culture of like, I've, I've found some of my best friends, you know, from trolling and yeah. like, I, again, we've talked about this back when the bullying thing, it comes down to a boundary. You know, you have to have a level of like, you know, yeah, like chill we're saying, out, bro. everything like, in moderation. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, getting angry or like getting upset with your friends because they they beat you at yeah. the, in the game. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. My problem is like all these compilations that you see on YouTube of people like breaking their screens and like oh, punching no, their could, monitors. I've never ne because they're pissed yeah, off. I've never. I, I've been so angry in video games where I'm like, you know, like yeah. you know, you go crazy, you will curse maybe. I've I'll, never I'll throw, been to the point where I'm going to break something that I bought. I'll throw the controller at the couch, but never at the TV. Yeah, you know what like, I'm saying? I'll never break something that I need to replace or that I've spent money on or anything like that. Yeah. My mind has never gone that far. Yeah. Like, I I'll, think that's yeah. I'll share a story, and, you know, uh, if my father ever sees this, he's going to get pissed off. But you know what? It's it's okay. <laughs> I'll deal with it. Um, my father, he used to play on the PSP, and uh, he was playing a baseball game, and he... He, uh, I think he was in the world in the finals of the game or something like that, the World Series, and he met, he lo he lost. So he grabbed the PSP, I kid you not, and hit his forehead on it and broke it. Yeah, no, no. Um, my mom saw that happen and she freaked out. She lost it. Like, how? Why would you do that? Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. Yada yada yada. Right? But people do get mad, you know. And, oh, of course, and yeah. again, everything in moderation. Yeah, you know you can get mad. Of course, you can get upset. I ripped a T-shirt before watching a soccer game. Like that's probably something I'll get way more mad about my soccer team. Like if you look at my Twitter, I, mean, I probably Ar have a hundred and fifty you know? tweets <laughs> a game. Like poor Arsenal. No, yeah, seriously. Like I hate that team. <laughs> um, your, you hate it, but it's your diehard. I get it, man. Yeah, it's my diehard team. Unfortunately, but um, they drive me crazier than anything. Like, gaming, I don't. I. I definitely raged a lot more in my youth. Now it's like here. A, a more comforting experience to game, and I like just sit back. I I put my headphones on now in game. I never would do that before. I would be so locked in trying to hear everything. Now I'm just put my headphones in, go play, and have a good time. Now I could go play for an hour, two hours, hop off. That Same would here. never happen ever before either. Same here. An ever. hour or two, I'm done. Yeah, you I could me? never do that. Like if I had an hour or two, and people were like, "Yo, get on," I'd literally tell them like, "I can't." I just can't do it. 
Because like, it wouldn't be gratifying to me. It wouldn't be fun. I'd get on, I'd play like an hour, I'd be like, this sucks because I want to lock in for another five. You know, so it's like, but now I could do that. I could chill. Yeah. Two hours. Well, out. that's good because it's a good segue into what we got next, which mm-hmm. is the positives, right? Um, I was kind of, I couldn't find a specific article. I kind of found one or two that I was like, okay. And I kind of took information from those. Uh, one of the great things which I heavily, heavily love about gaming is community. Yeah. Not only community absolutely. in online gaming, but community that a game can inspire. Yeah. Um, I think th- this past year we saw it in The Last of Us, you know, that zombie show, uh, which for those who didn't know was originally a video game. You know, we saw that kind of come into play where a lot of people were like, remembering the times when they played the last of us and they would talk with their friends about yep. it um call of duty and though it's a violent game it, it brought a lot of friendships and a lot of community through that and we can both share in that um community in uh games such as like uh what's his uh 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 oh my gosh where all the nintendo games are fighting each other uh smash mm-hmm. that also creates community man i've Huge. been to to restaurants and bars where they have rooms with the switch in there so people can play uh smash yeah and it's like it, it's a great way to build community comic-con when you're when you're at comic-con you think you see my Mar- uh, uh, uh marvel characters and comic book characters and whatever and you do but you also see a boatload of gaming characters. And you know it's or- funny we didn't really mention them yet because they're not really video games but think of like Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon stuff like that which have these are video games i would consider them more video games than movies or something like that pokemon my very first pokemon experience was on the ds mine was with cards pokemon diamond with cards i watched a show about the cards and i played it and same with Yu-Gi-Oh. you know it it, Yu Gi Oh was way more of a game to me like i brought cards to school dueled people played other duels with other people like team duels like it was much more of a game to me so like i think there's like you said like it's the number one thing with gaming is community you build you could find best friends for life like i i have some of my best friends my some of my best friends are, are from soccer um that i still hold to today but the people that i still stay in contact with the most are the people i game with you know like i have 15 20 friends in a group chat or so from high school that we all played soccer, but the main people I hang out with all the time are the people I game with. Mm-hmm. Four people, they're like four or five people. I game with them like probably two or times a week, and I hang out with them. Those are the people I hang out with the most. Mm-hmm. And it's because we have like that rapport, that like gaming background, you know, we have like more similarities in that way, you know? For sure. Yeah. We'll game on a Friday, Saturday night versus our other friends will go out and drink. So it's mm-hmm. a lot different, you know? We have yeah. different perspectives on that stuff, so. Yeah. So, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a great incentive for community. It's mm-hmm. also a great incentive for creativity, which is very big, for example, in games like Sims, Fortnite. games like Fortnite, Minecraft. They've really done a great job of giving people the ability to create, yeah. use their imagination to make art or to make fun dy- uh, scenarios, dynamics yep. with their friends, which, again, comes back to community, right? Um, I've seen multiple videos on the Internet of friends playing Minecraft together, trying yeah. to play a mission or whatever have you seen like the gta ones like the hitman gta episodes yeah it's stuff Dude, like they're that they're hilarious it's like yeah. the guy will like they'll play it's like on pc and um they, they'll be like it will all be player versus player and you'll have like a player call another player be like yo i need you to put a hit on another player <laughs> yeah and he'll be like all right how much you need and then like this guy will be an actor he'll literally like dress up as a ups driver in gta trying to get like a package then blow them up like it's so funny yeah. to me like like you said the creativity that people go to like, yeah because you can there's no modify. end to it dude yeah and it's because like 
with gaming, people are so happy and they're so passionate and they're so like lost in it that it creates this atmosphere for endless creativity. Endless like, creativity. let's say you go to work and they're like, you're a graphic designer and they're like, oh, create this piece. Yeah, you're going to be a graphic designer. You're going to be able to do that. But when you're literally sitting at home with your friends in a party chat in a creative game and you're just like lost, bro, there's no way you're going to be able to replicate that amount of creativity Absolutely. anywhere else, you know? Absolutely. The same with the metaverse when we were talking about that. Yeah. You we, know? We, we got into a little bit of VR yeah. and yeah, you can create a lot Dude, of the VR universe. It's endless. It's endless, yeah. Uh, it can also help with, uh, I'm going to go quick on this one, memory and language. Uh, it can, a lot of games are coming wow. out It's with, um, where you have to read subtitles. For example, there's these, a lot of How many button Japanese combos do you know? Button combos, stuff like that's, that, right? That's interesting, too. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, it can help with memory because a lot of games you have to remember patterns. You have to remember sequences to get to the next yep. level. Yep. Uh, language, a lot of uh, J Japanese games are coming out where you have to read subtitles in mm. order to understand what's coming out. Yeah. You can learn I see a lot of people actually switch their actual game settings to Japanese so there that they're go. learning, too. There I've seen go. a lot of people do that because they're influenced from like the anime communities in those types of games. So you see a lot of people are doing that. That's actually yeah. really true. So those are could be those could be mm -hmm. real things in in um in games. Uh, it can create an atmosphere of teamwork, which is a very big thing, you know, because yeah. not only are you playing against some of your friends. There's some games where you have to play with your friends. Yep. For example, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Call of Duty Zombies. Uh, that's a game where you need to play with your friends yeah. together to and beat the And imagine not even loading up with your friends, loading up with three random people and you playing with them for too. two hours, three yeah. hours. You know, That um, definitely opens up the communication and teamwork. For, yeah. You know. When I used to play in college with a buddy of mine, um, shout out to Jay, uh, uh, we would play basketball. We would also always uh, – you can play – uh, up to three players on the team and three players on our other team, and there's different people online. Gotcha. And we would always team up with mm -hmm. a third random person who would join to play against three random people, mm -hmm. right? And like that can create a, an incentive of teamwork because we literally ha on the mic we were like, okay, bro, pass me the ball. I, I have do two, this play, do this. I have two like Facebook, Instagram, like we follow each other on socials, friends from literally like my third when I was 13 or 14 playing Call of Duty back when I was on the quick scoping thing. I have friends still to this day, like on social media from the, those days that I've never met in person, like from like random states across the country and literally like I'll see them post or something and they'll see me post and I'll say their gamer tag. You know, they'll be like baby jokes. And <laughs> I, that was my gamer tag because my brothers were all like baby joker and joker. So I was baby jokes. And then um, his, one of my friends name is Yellow. So I'll just call him Yellow. I'll be like, Yellow. Yeah, so I have it's so like funny, in, dude. In like high school. Yeah, it's awesome, man. You, you start to miss those days. Man. Yeah, like, man. I'm, me thinking about it right now, I'm like, oh, my dude. gosh. Um, it can also uh, advance education and learning. It can promote that. Um, I've seen that kind of like we were talking about earlier. A lot of games are diving a lot <laughs> into culture. Uh, they're researching to make sure to give us the most authentic experience. Uh, a good example of this is Lara Croft. If you ever played a Lara Croft games, a lot of those tombs, a lot of those places that you visit are real places. Hmm. Um, Assassin's Creed is another one of these, although it's obviously a very elevated Older, yeah. experience. But they do take you to these different stages um, across history. You know, we have games that are coming out that are giving us perspectives on how to deal with mental health. And um, I'll never forget, there's a game uh, that gives you a personal experience of what it's like to to go through Alzheimer's. forgot mm. the name of the game, but you play a character who's going through Alzheimer's. Mm. And it's, it was made specifically to raise awareness 
on 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 Alzheimer's and hopefully provide more funding to do more research on it, right? To to hopefully combat it one day and defeat it. Um, but there are games coming out that allow you to learn and get educated, right? Uh, culture, language, kind of like we were talking about earlier with Jap- Japanese. Um, a lot of games are coming out that allow you to do that, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, which is a great thing, you know? And moreover, learning basic skills. Like, there's cooking games where you would think, yeah, you're just cooking random stuff, and you're, like, looking at the yeah. recipes. It's like, no, of, it's real recipes yeah, that th- you have to make in the game. That makes me think of, like, um, think of, like, all the fit type games that are coming Fit out with games, like, trying absolutely. to get people more active like the Wii type stuff like we we balance a, remember the yoga, little circle yeah there's a bunch yoga, of stuff that are trying to get um, more people just dance it's a great yep. fitness thing you know it's like taking a Zumba class in your living room yep. and it's like with really cool music mm-hmm. um, so it can create that atmosphere of learning and, and education uh, we talked about this a little bit it also it's also really great for the economy um, uh, it boosts economy skyfold um, whenever these big games come out, uh, the last one to do it, the biggest one to ever do it was GTA. I forgot the actual number, but it, it made billions of dollars. The first game to get to that number. I'm sure it will happen It was again. incredible. And it will probably happen again when GTA 6 yeah. comes out. Um, and moreover, uh, it's a great distraction. It's, it creates fun stories for us to follow along and to be able to kind of uh, be entertained, similar to movies, right? A lot of people think that gaming is kind of like... they. A lot of people think that when... When we say gaming, they think about Mario, right? Where you just play all these random levels and you get it You think it, of, like, very immature type. Not immature, that's the wrong word. Like, very... Very level-based, you know, yeah, task-based Animated, games, you know. Animated games. But today, video games have become um, story-based. Oh, and man, yeah. to go further than that, even board games today have become very story-based. Where you have to sit with your friends... Or you have to sit by yourself and you have to go through this story to figure out what's going to happen, the mysteries inside of it. Again, Spider-Man I'm playing right now, it's a story. You know, you're not playing with your friends, you're playing by yourself, a Spider-Man story. It was created for that game. Um, And it's for almost every game that's coming out today. And, you know, you get all these very amazing stories that you're like, wow. You know, The Last of Us, a a great example. I, I know we talked about it earlier, but... Uh, the Last of Us. Everybody loved the show. They were obsessed with the show. That was probably one of my favorite games stories of all time. But that's literally Before one of the, the best game stories of yeah. all time. Yeah, you know, and people, people, uh, people are now celebrating it because of yeah. movies and stuff. But it came from a game. Yeah, and it's know? super cool because that, um, that almost like you never know what's going to come from that. Because look at Last of Us as such an amazing gaming franchise and they turned into such a great show mm-hmm. how, how, we don't know if that could happen this like all these other amazing yeah. gaming franchises like imagine if they do that to like red dead redemption imagine they took that and made a show like bro i would i would love like a red that's dead what i'm redemption saying show. like so it creates an like an evolution of like that as well so like gaming has such a massive influence on culture for so many people whether they like to admit it or not like there's so many people in the nba mlb in soccer that play fifa that play 2k there's so many people that play so many different video games like it stream it when they're not playing in their nfl whatever like it's a big part of people's lives like i don't think people realize like the impact that it has on so many people's life regardless of just having fun or playing video games or whatever just trying to like like uh kill some time it's way more than that for people you know yeah um 
before we get into the next subject, I, I want us to kind of reiterate, again, everything positive and negative that we're talking about, it all comes back to the main idea, which is moderation. If you, if you don't do it in moderation, it can be a very big problem. And yep. I feel that a lot of parents out there are probably struggling with that, right? Where they want, um, they want their kids to be a certain way. They want their kids to stop acting in a certain way, but they don't moderate the content that they're feeding into them. I have a, a personal family friend who um, uh, they have a, a little kid that is, he's no more than 10 years old. He's like eight, I think. Um, and, his grandma bought him GTA five. For those who don't know, that's a very adult game. You know? Yeah. It's recommended for people above the age of 18 and bought it without even knowing, you know, she so just saw the colors and was like, whatever. Right. And like immediately when all of us got together and we kind of saw that that game was bought, we were like, um, that game is not for him. Right. Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, he can't play that game. That's for adults, right? He has all these bad things, and then they were able to return it. But I feel that a lot of parents don't moderate what their kids are playing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's one of the things that I was blessed with is that my parents, specifically my dad, he was always very adamant of, like, following the age recommendations. Like, um, when I was 10 years old, I wasn't allowed to get t-rated t games. When I was when I was t in the t-rage, I wasn't al allowed to get m-rated games. Right. And they were very good at making sure that I wasn't playing those things for a good reason, because even though these gaming, these gaming, these games can have a lot of great things and a lot of good impact and have got a lot of great stories, it may not be appropriate to every single age. So it's very important to make sure that you monitor your child or yourself even with the kind of content that you're feeding into for yourself. Sure. You know, you don't want to feed yourself if you know you have a history or a stressor of like crime-related stressors. You don't want to play GTA. Yeah. If you have some sort of stressor of war, right? But like gun um, violence, like gun violence post-traumatic stress disorder from war, um, you don't, you really don't want to be playing Call of Duty, you know? Yeah. So those are things to keep in mind, right? Everything in moderation is key. So I want us to dig a little deeper into today, the future, if you will. Gaming is literally turning into your eyes in VR. You can put out some goggles and you're literally entering uh, headphones and you're literally entering a new world and it can be very fun right because it could be very educational you can meet up with friends all these positive things we're talking about gaming but i can i've noticed especially on the internet on youtube i'm a very big youtube person i watch a lot of videos yeah i've noticed that it's become a really weird negative space too not necessarily negative in community, negative in personal wellness. Um, I saw a video specifically of a man who tried to spend an entire week I in think I VR. saw the same video. All right? And when I saw that video, I was thinking like, oh, that's going to be fun. He's going to be playing all these games. And then he started describing his feelings of depression that were coming up and his feelings of loneliness that were kind of rising up. Um, and I started really putting into perspective to me is like, do you think that gaming will ever turn into a point i don't know if you've seen ready player one you know yeah. that show or the mo or the book or the movie, great movie. and um, book better book that's great movie video games are fun but do, is there any fear do you think do you that we might get to that point i mean um you ever seen surrogates no it's a great movie i watch it it's for bruce, Will bruce willis and it's about how um like uh 
humans stop living, like going out and doing things, they just start go. So what they'll do is they'll wake up in their like old, wrinkly, not taking care of body, and then they'll turn on their robotic body that goes outside, and um, that's how they live. So they'll wake up, turn that guy on, he'll go out, he'll have his job, he'll work, da 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 da, blah blah blah, come home. And then they kind of lock them in, and that couple, the old couple, just kind of wait a while and go to bed and then do the same thing the next day. And um, it kind of describes, like, the fu- the future of what they think, like, the world could come to, you know, when future and technology is taking over and people don't have to do as many things and they can rely on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely see it happening. In my generation, no. Um, I think that's, like, a long time ahead. Um, if it's ever going to happen, but at the same, at the same time, I see like our world kind of opening up, like, and by opening up, I mean, becoming a little bit more woke with things. So I can't see like, a like the government or any company like pushing stuff like that and people not rebelling, like not being like, this isn't going to happen. Like stuff like that. You see all the people that collect guns and they're like, I'm not turning my guns in stuff like that. I just don't think it would ever happen. Um, back to the side noted, um, back to like the VR stuff. Um, I don't think it will ever take over. I don't think it will ever take over video gaming. I just think it's, it's kind of niche. Um, but with that being said, everything starts like kind of niche, you know, and then it grows. Um, my friend has the VR. Um, I, I can't do it specifically because I get like, uh, uh, what's the, the word? Uh, sickness the um, motion sickness motion yeah sickness. like yeah vertical motion sickness when i'm wearing something and i'm not actually doing it um but he does it all the time and he he went in for like the last weekend he was doing like some streams and he put some on tiktok and stuff and he was saying like it was like low-key kind of boring and like most of the people he'd run into were like little kids um because you know little kids are gonna want to do stuff like that i mean i would do it too if i had the the meta thing i just don't have the glasses um and he said he would just run into like kind of people like he would have conversation with people and they just seem kind of like lonely um and then he met up with another one of our friends who's like super trolly super trolly and uh they got kicked out of the metaverse actually for like trolling people or doing stuff and he made a tiktok about it but like my my point of all this is just like i don't know if it will ever reach like the mainstream of people of like um that truly enjoy playing video games because the main the major experience of video games is like that that community that like that level of like having that experience of like i'm doing all this with my friends and all the people and and i'm not sure if meta will ever get there just because of like certain things like the vertigo or things like that i feel like a lot of people will have issues with it but i I could be wrong I, i i'm sure there's friend groups that aren't my friend groups that are all on meta like their whole groups on meta you know so it's interesting um do i think i think do i think it's a negative or a positive that we're working towards things like this i'm not sure i'm not either that's why i asked the question and that and that that's the biggest question that i ask myself when it comes to this meta stuff is like is this because like we've been talking about this is gaming positive is it a negative but when it comes to the meta stuff it just seems a lot more disconnected than with the world yeah. than gaming is like yeah. gaming you turn on a playstation you're still sitting there physically and you're playing video games and then you go and go eat or whatever yeah when you're in meta you're literally in another world um so it's an interesting thing i don't know i don't know how i feel about yeah. it 
Um, I don't know how to feel about it either. And, the, and then it's, it's interesting, and right? And then it's owned by uh, Zuckerberg, which is the most untrustworthy, like, yeah, kind of weird know, person of they, all time. They, Sell our data yeah. to the any country that pays for it kind of person. So, so it's interesting. So I, I think in culmination, uh, in conclusion, if you will, I think above all else, when it comes to VR, regular gaming, board games, whatever, whatever your version of gaming yeah. is, sports... Yeah, sports, man. In moderation, I think everything and anything is possible. Obviously, there's limits to that. I know that I'm being said a very umbrella statement, but obviously, obviously, there's limits to that. Yep. Um, but in moderation, those things that make you feel good can potentially be good as long as we're making sure that it's not affecting us like we talked about in the negatives and we're making sure that gaming is not becoming an addiction is it's not affecting our sleep is not affecting our our ability to control the our emotions are the way we spend money right yeah in our relationships you know we didn't talk about that but like you know like i had said i you know for me i needed a girlfriend or a person like when i was dating to understand that i was a part of me so like when you have relationships with people, whether they're friendships, brother, whatever it is, you need to be able to relay that information if it is an important part of your life, you know? Yeah. Or you need to be able to balance out, like, w- the time with that family member if they're important to you, you know, versus that, that video game. Being, yeah. You know, don't don't take a video game over a, a living, breathing human. Yeah, don't take a video game over a conversation. Expire, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. absolutely. I love you know? that. Um so yeah, maybe we should. You know, now that we're talking about VR, in the future we should do an episode on AI. I think that'd be funny. No, if you guys, yeah, guys want to see that or hear that, uh, please let us know in the comments. Uh, but that being said, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we really appreciate all of you. Welcome to the first episode of the new year. Happy New Year to everybody. Yes, Hope you had a great new holiday year. season. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on all platforms uh, if you're listening to us thank you so much for all that support uh, in those listening platforms please make sure to follow us give us those ratings five stars are always appreciated yep. please pretty please <laughs> and uh, remember on YouTube to hit that notification bell so you and get put notified. your game of choice put your favorite game of choice yeah, at the bottom yeah I like that yeah. one what's your favorite video game yeah, let us know we'd we'll, we'll love to uh, to uh, be able to connect with you guys through yeah, that absolutely um, so yeah we'll see you guys in the next week hopefully with Kayla here yes <laughs> yeah Thank you, guys. Uh, We love you, Caleb. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.